Hi, you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Majd. Difficulty with sleep is one of the most common patient complaints that presents to the doctor's office. Chances are that you will suffer troubles with sleep at some point in your lifetime. It can be distressing and cause difficulty with functioning during your wake hours. That's why I'm dedicating my next two episodes to the topic of insomnia treatment. But today, we're going to discuss the 10 medication-free tips to help you catch your Zs. And next week, we're going to review the prescription and over-the-counter medication alternatives. The first thing you may want to do is run to the doctor for prescription medication to help you sleep. However, you don't always need to rely on medications. In fact, insomnia can often be managed on your own by simply changing your lifestyle and routines. So resist the temptation to head for the medicine cabinet right away and instead take some steps to treat your insomnia naturally. Let's find out how in today's episode. This episode is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Total Recovery by Dr. Gary Kaplan. In this informative program, one of the country's top integrative doctors radically rethinks why we get sick, how we get sick, and how we recover. Listen to an excerpt at macmillanaudio.com slash total recovery audio. That's macmillanaudio.com slash total recovery audio. More on total recovery and how it can help you manage your chronic pain in just a moment. So what is insomnia anyway? Defining exactly what constitutes a good night's rest is really subjective and it varies from person to person. However, Patients with insomnia say that they either have difficulty falling asleep, staying asleep, or they awaken too early and are unable to return to sleep. It's only considered a significant medical condition when patients have a difficult time functioning throughout their day as a result of poor sleep. So when insomnia diminishes quality of life, that's a real problem. What causes insomnia? Well, if you suffer from insomnia, you really need to ask yourself this one question— why can't I sleep? The first step is to examine your lifestyle, environmental stressors, and mental well-being carefully. Although insomnia can occur in patients without any other underlying health conditions, it is often accompanied or exacerbated by other medical factors. So it's very important to consider other untreated health conditions that can interfere with sleep. Because once you manage the underlying culprit, the insomnia improves or it even resolves entirely. I've discussed many of these at length in my prior episodes, so if you haven't heard or read them, please be sure to take a few minutes to check out each one before you move on. Here are the eight potential medical issues that can interfere with a good night's sleep. Number one. Restless leg syndrome, or RLS. This is characterized by an urge to move or a creepy crawly sensation on the legs that stimulates movement and interferes with sleep. Number two, sleep apnea. Moments of oxygen deprivation to the brain during sleep is what sleep apnea really constitutes. Apnea affects those who actually snore and have daytime fatigue. So if you suffer from these symptoms, make sure to bring it up to your doctor. Number three, Illicit drugs. Drugs that are activating, such as methamphetamines, can cause insomnia. Number four, medications. Certain over-the-counter drugs, such as decongestants, and prescription drugs, such as antidepressants and weight loss drugs, can cause sleep problems. Number five, pain. Is hand pain or numbness keeping you up at night? What about heel pain after a long day at work? Back pain from picking up the heavy kiddos? Well, uncontrolled pain can be a source of your insomnia. 
Number six, mental health conditions. Anxiety disorders, depression, bipolar disorder, they all can interfere with sleep. In general, those with anxiety tend to have trouble falling asleep, and those with depression tend to have more early morning awakenings. So treat the underlying mental condition, and the insomnia typically resolves or improves. Number seven, bladder issues. Prostate enlargements, uncontrolled diabetes, and overactive bladders are some of the potential causes of increased frequency of urination at nighttime. And if you're waking up to urinate at night, it can take a toll on your sleep. And number eight, stress. Life stressors are often mind-consuming and not surprisingly are often barriers to getting a good night's rest. Even positive life changes such as moving or getting married, as we all know, can actually be very stressful. If you've ever tried planning a wedding yourself, you know what I mean. Addressing these health conditions may be all that you really need to actually sleep well again. However, if you're still not able to feel refreshed in the mornings, it may be time to consider active treatment for insomnia. So next week, I'll discuss some of the most common over-the-counter and prescription medications used to treat insomnia. But before you actually consider medications, I really try to encourage my patients to work on some rather simple lifestyle and behavioral changes that can often aid in managing your insomnia. For many patients adopting a good, what we call sleep hygiene, using the following 10 tips is really all they need in order to re-catch their Zs. So number one, Adopt a routine schedule. I know we all have heard this before, but try to maintain a regular sleep-wake schedule. That is, sleep at the same time every night and awaken at the same time each morning, no matter how sleepy you are. This may be a challenge during the first few nights, but eventually your body will get used to maintaining the same schedule. Do not vary your weekend schedule by more than one hour from the weekday schedule either. Number two. Avoid daytime naps. People who nap have more difficulty falling asleep at nighttime. If you can skip your nap, you will find that you'll be able to not only fall asleep faster, but will be able to better maintain your sleep during the nighttime. Number three, avoid caffeine and alcohol. Caffeine is a brain stimulant that interferes with good sleep. So don't drink caffeine past noon and limit the intake to no more than one or two cups a day. Alcohol may seem to initially help you fall asleep more rapidly. However, it causes early morning awakenings and difficulty returning to sleep. Additionally, both caffeine and alcohol are diuretics. They may cause an urge to urinate in the middle of the night. Number four, use the bedroom only for bedroom activities. So don't get into the habit of watching TV, surfing the internet, eating, or performing any other non-bedroom activities in your bed. You want to train your brain into thinking that once you're in bed, it's time to go to sleep. So if you routinely engage in other activities in bed, your brain will actually have more difficulty shutting down at bedtime. So don't use your bed for anything other than sleep and sexual intimacy. Number five, Avoid bedtime high-carb snacking. Avoid sugar or carbohydrates within two hours of sleep. So if you're hungry, eat small portions of foods that promote sleep, such as a glass of warm milk, turkey, or nuts. Number six, avoid nighttime fluids. Drinking fluids three hours prior to sleep causes an urge to urinate in the middle of the night. So try to drink more fluids in the first half of the day and less at nighttime. Number seven, get regular exercise. Routine exercise releases endorphins that decrease stress. This, in turn, 
increases deep sleep. So get at least 30 minutes of cardiovascular exercise daily, such as walking, running, biking, and try to avoid doing this in the evenings, however, as the endorphins actually can cause brain stimulation if performed within three hours of sleep. Number eight, getting to sleep. If you're unable to fall asleep within 30 minutes of laying down, get up and do something relaxing, such as light reading or taking a warm bath. Then go back to sleep once you feel sleepy again. Number nine, learn to manage your stress. Find a hobby, join a dance class, distract your mind, learn a few relaxation techniques and do them at bedtime. Consider counseling or therapy or seek help from your religious congregation. We all experience life stressors. They will never disappear completely. But if you can change how you respond to the stress, you can dramatically improve your sleep. Number 10, put it on paper. If you're a typical type A personality like I am, then you likely ruminate over everything you need to accomplish in the upcoming day or days at bedtime. If you're type A, you know who you are. Overly driven, high achieving, impatient, rigidly organized, super responsible. My type A patients tend to have more difficulties with falling asleep. They often say that they lay awake at nights thinking of all the things that they have to do. My advice is to stop keeping yourself awake by thinking of all those to-do lists and instead get up, put it on paper, and then go back to bed. Sometimes just writing it down helps to shake it all off. And there you have it, the 10 tips to help sleep better without medications. If taking the above steps doesn't significantly treat your insomnia, then it may be time to discuss the issue with your physician. Getting a good night's sleep is so important to your overall health. So if you're unable to obtain adequate sleep, it can manifest itself physically and emotionally, and it can interfere with your functioning and quality of life. So although implementing these 10 steps requires some effort, it's a worthwhile process. It may not happen overnight, no pun intended. However, a good night's sleep is well worth the effort to change your habits. So share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook and Twitter pages. And you can even find me on Pinterest now. But please note that all content here is really strictly for informational purposes only. It doesn't substitute any medical advice, and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. This podcast is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Total Recovery by Dr. Gary Kaplan. About 100 million Americans live with some form of chronic pain, more than the combined number who suffer from diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. But chronic pain has always been a mystery, and that's why I recommend Total Recovery. In this audiobook, Dr. Gary Kaplan argues that we've been thinking about the disease all wrong. Drawing on patient stories and cutting-edge research, Total Recovery reveals that chronic physical and emotional pain are two sides of the same coin. Instead of focusing on the symptoms, Dr. Kaplan actually helps us understand the causes and the issues we must address to create a pathway to healing. Peter Burkrott narrates the audiobook that you can listen to while you drive, clean, or even take care of other tasks, making it easy to fit into your life. You can actually listen to an excerpt of the Total Recovery Audiobook now. Go to macmillanaudio.com slash totalrecoveryaudio to hear a sample. That's macmillanaudio.com slash totalrecoveryaudio. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. If you have any future topic suggestions, you can email them to me at housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com. Have a super healthy week. 